This is Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 14.50 WHTC. And for this Thursday, May 18th, we are very pleased to be joined by Sarah Dockerslute. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Gary, and welcome to Wellspring, a weekly radio show sponsored by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital, part of Corewell Health. A lot of bites from little critters looking for their next meal are no big deal. You get a red small bump, it's itchy, and you move on. And I have to admit, I've had a mosquito bite already this spring season. But if you have a tick, you want to know about it. To educate us about ticks is Matthew Allen, Environmental Health Supervisor at the Ottawa Department of Public Health, and he's joining us via a Zoom connection this morning. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Well, it's a delight to have you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at the Ottawa Department of Public Health. I am an environmental health supervisor here. I am a supervise our field services team, which uh, primarily does septic and well um, permitting and inspections and design and final inspections. But you're involved in ticks, and they're alive and present in our community. So first of all, tell us what is a tick? Well, it's a uh, it's a uh, insect that lives outside outdoors. I think we're all probably familiar with them. Um, they come in uh, different uh, different sizes, but they're all small. So depending on the the life stage of whether it's a, a larva or a nymph or uh, an adult, they can range in size from um, you know just a little bit bigger than maybe the 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 ballpoint pen, you know, the the end of a ballpoint pen, up to adult size. They can be you know maybe the size of I don't know if anybody has uh, pencils with erasers on them anymore, but uh, the size of a pencil with an eraser. And occasionally we'll get some that have uh, have been on people or animals for a while that somebody brings in that are the size of a, a big blueberry. Oh my, that doesn't sound desirable at all. No, no, no. It doesn't. So what does the Department of Public Health do in the spring and summer to identify ticks and other vector or insect activity in the county? Yeah, starting here shortly, we do uh, what are called tick drags. And we have a, a white sheet, kind of a kind of a canvassy cloth that uh, we have some brave interns that traipse around through some tick infested areas. Um, and then they they walk a, a specific distance and path and then they will uh, collect the ticks off of there and then they kind of they count them and then they determine what species they are um, and then we keep track of that. Okay so you're talking about there that you said they're walking around with a sheet right so they're yes. um, how do they determine what type of tick it is? They must be trained in that, or do you send them someplace? Or? They do. Yep. Yeah, we do. Just some internal office training. We have some some educational materials that we go over them with, but then they can look at them under a microscope, um, and they have different body markings and different colorations, and then okay. we can we can determine. Okay, so you're talking about you do that, and do you post that somewhere on your website, or I mean, how is that uh, information used? Yeah, we, we use it to determine kind of what, because different species of ticks can carry different diseases. Um, so what we're most familiar with here is probably Lyme disease. Um, that's what we see cases of generally starting now um, through uh, through September. Um, they'll peak kind of here shortly. Um, so, so we know you, that, 
Oh, sorry. We know that. No, certain, no, no. You go ahead. We know that certain species of ticks carry Lyme disease, so we can track our, um, you know, what what ticks we capture and what species they are, and then uh, make decisions based on education and handouts. Um, we're looking at doing some uh, educational handouts at different parks and stuff this year that'll include uh, DEET and maybe some insect wipes that people can use. So you mentioned, you know, that ticks can cause, you know, disease. Are there other insects that cause insect-borne illness? Mosquitoes are probably the other one that we're most familiar with around here. And depending on the type of mosquito, um, that also is kind of the, the diseases that they carry as well. We do mosquito trapping as well. Those, those same uh, brave interns will uh, put out mosquito traps and they sit out for 24 hours. Then they'll go and they'll they'll harvest the mosquitoes that were caught. And then they look at those through a, a magnifying glass or a microscope and identify them and speciate them as well. Well, I just want to say a, a personal thank you to those brave interns that are out there with their sheets looking at those ticks and insects because, you know, we're in that season. I mean, we all love spring and summer, but the thought about ticks and insects just, you know, it it. it it, it, it can be scary when you, you know, you're talking about a, a possible disease that can come from it. My guest is Matt Allen from the Ottawa Department of Public Health, and we're talking about ticks. If you have a question, you can call Gary at 395-1450. That's 395-1450. And he will share it with us as this interview is being done via Zoom. So I want to get back to ticks. So you said these brave interns are going out into certain locations, when are most people most likely to encounter a tick? And I guess I think about ticks is that, I, that I, I'm going to be in the woods, but am I wrong about that? Can they be anywhere? Generally, it's going to be areas that are brushy, um, have a lot of leaf litter, or kind of tall grasses. Um, they, you generally don't find them. So our recommendation for like people's yards is to keep them clean, keep them mowed. Um, and the ticks are not going to be nearly as prevalent in, in short, well, well-kept lawns as they are going to be in kind of wild, woody, um, brushy, grassy areas. So where do they usually adhere to um, the body? They, they, uh, they're generally, they move very slow, you know, in, in the wild. So they generally are going to be on, you know, brush or something. And as you walk by, you're going to brush up against it. They're going to get on your pants or your skin and they're gonna crawl. But the places that we tell people to check often would be um, around their hairlines, behind their ears, um, under their armpits, behind their knees, um, their groin and their waistband. Okay. Um, generally kind of a tight, dark, um, maybe a sweaty, you know, your hairline, you sweat. Um, Are you gonna feel a tick bite? I mean, you know, when an in, like I mentioned, I was out, um, you know, in my yard um, up north, and I found felt something biting my knee. And right away, you know, I thought about a tick, and I looked, and it wasn't a mosquito. You know, you feel that. Are you going to feel a tick? You won't necessarily feel a tick. They have a uh, numbing agent kind of in their saliva that uh, that you won't feel the tick bite at all. You my Gary, he has a question for us. Yeah, a couple of questions, Matt Allen. First of all. Um, is it too early to be worried about ticks or because maybe we've had a milder winter than normal, ticks are out a little bit earlier than normal? Ticks are absolutely out. We have uh, some field inspectors that are that go around and, and do their field work outside. And we had one of them that had a tick on them yesterday. 
So they are they are out and active and hungry. Well, they're active right now, but is it earlier than normal? Um, I don't think that it's earlier than normal. No, no. As that weather starts to warm up, um, generally, generally the beginning of May is kind of the the kickoff for tick season. All right. How do you remove a tick? I mean, uh, um, we're, we're told uh, uh, don't use a knife. Don't use tweezers. So how do you get rid of the tick? Right. So they, there's a bunch of different old wives tales and different things that people try. But uh, they they make a specific tool to remove a tick that you can slide right along your skin. It has a little V in it that catches the the tick in the mouth and and can help pop it out. If you don't have that, it's to use a pair of tweezers and to grasp the tick as close to the skin as you can. Depending on where it is, you're going to get a bunch of hair. <laughs> wait, 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 and to pull. Yeah, about uh, when you say using tweezers, you got to be careful because I, I've got a story from wire service. Your colleagues down in Alabama says. Never try removing a tick with a knife or tweezers. And you're saying you can use tweezers. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the, on the on the CD, CDC website, um, they talk about it. But you don't grab the tick by the body. Um, you want to grab it by the by the mouth or as close to the skin as you can get it. And you pull up firmly but gently. You don't tug. Um, and you you pull. The goal is to pull the proboscis. Everything that's in the skin is to pull it out, to pull the mouth and all the parts out. One other thing, Sarah, then I'll throw it back to you. Uh, again, our wire services, ticks are to be removed, should be saved in a plastic bag in the event of an infection. Matt, why? So there's a couple different things. We used to offer tick identification. So um, you, somebody could come in and they could, they, we'd identify it and we still, we still can and we still do. Um, some of those ticks, if it was a, a tick that would be a vector or carry Lyme disease, like a black-legged dog tick, we could send them into the state and they would test them to see if they had it. But the state doesn't offer that testing anymore because um, just because you're, that tick tested negative, let's say, that, that you found, there could be another tick that was on you that was positive. So the, the, the general guidance is to, you can keep the tick, you can hold on to it, um, but just to monitor for symptoms. And those symptoms would be fever, chills, you know, aches and pains, which covers pretty much anything. Um, but then also Lyme disease kind of has a telltale bullseye rash around where the where the bite started. Um, and if you have questions or concerns, certainly to consult your physician. I'll follow up on one other thing, Sarah. Uh, I don't know I don't want to save a tick as a trophy. I think there's other things I'd like to save more than that right. as a trophy. <laughs> yeah, no taxidermy bill there. You know, I want to go back to, you said that little thing that you can buy that's yep. the V-shaped thing, you know, where do you get that? I mean, can you go to a, any of our local stores? I mean, we like to well, shop yeah, local. Most of the, I would think, yeah, most of the, the local stores, especially like camping and outdoor stores, um, would have it. So if you think like uh, maybe some places in downtown Holland that are camping and outdoor, um, other places uh, in Holland or Zealand that are maybe bigger chains that would have that as well. Okay. So I think, you know, what we hear you saying is um, if you, get a tick make certain you get it out as soon as possible and you need to get everything out so you need to be close to the skin as you grab it let's talk about prevention i mean you know we're it's the summer you know if you're going out into the woods you don't want to wear a pair of long pants if it's 85 degrees out so how can you protect yourself from getting a tick bite so the the prevention is the best thing um, generally when it comes to any of this stuff. And it's to use uh, 
to use a DEET-based insect repellent, like off or you know something similar to that that has a high concentration of DEET in it, and to spray your shoes, your socks, um, your pants. If you are out a lot, um, you know they make like really lightweight kind of outdoor summer pants. Um, would be to wear a pair of those light-colored clothing as best because it's easier to see the ticks when they're on it. Um, if you're outside a lot, you can actually treat your clothes with a product called permethrin. And that lasts through multiple washes. And mm -hmm. that's a tick repellent as well. So there's a specific process, you know, you treat it with it, um, let it dry, and then that can last for several weeks. So it's not something that you have to reapply often like you do with a, like an off or a, a spray-based insect, you know, insect repellent. You know, we talk about that, um, you know, people, but really we also should be concerned about our pets, shouldn't we? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So animals, you know, are a, a big, uh, trans, you know, they transfer a lot so that the dogs go outside, they're running around, they're doing stuff, doing their dog thing, and then they come back in um, and they can actually have ticks on them, even from walks and stuff like that. So it would be to check them out. Um, to talk to your veterinarian about specific treatments because it's going to vary between a dog and a cat or, you know, whatever you got um, that, that's going in and out um, so that they can have something, some protection as well. So I just want to clarify. So if your dog comes in with a tick, because the tick adheres to your skin, a tick cannot jump from you to, from your dog to you, correct? I mean, it's adhering or can it? Um, it would, it could, um, if it's not adhered. So it, it takes a tick a while, you know, minutes to hours to, to go when they're on a host to find the spot that they want to bite, you know, where they want to adhere. Um, so if they're on a dog and they're, they're crawling through the dog's fur and the dog comes and lays down, you know, on your bed, right. Or, you know, on your lap or something like that, then they can absolutely crawl from that dog to you. Once a tick is adhered, it's generally going to stay adhered. Um, in that scenario. We got about 30 seconds left, Matt. Any last thoughts for our listeners? You know, it's just a, it, like we said earlier, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So go out there and use that, uh, use that insect repellent. Um, tick checks are a great thing to do once you come in. Um, you know, if you have young kids or animals to check them as well and um, do it on yourself. And if you have any of the signs or symptoms that you talked about, make certain that you talk with your doctor because it's not something that you want to let go. Thanks for being here today, Matt. Thanks for all those inspectors, those interns that are out there. And until next week, Spectrum Health Sealing Community Hospital, part of Corewell Health, wishes you well. Thanks for listening to Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.